time for Healthy Talk Radio. By the powers vested in me, by the Federal Communications Commission. Coming to you live from the headquarters of the Global Health Network and across the world wide web. <gasps> Computers can do that? It's America's longest running radio program dedicated to your health and wellness. What's taking place here is an alternative approach. Now, the woman who's changing the face of healthcare each and every day. That's the fact, Jack! Here's Deborah Ray. Good day. Welcome to Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray, broadcasting live today. We're here in Baltimore, the Natural Products East Expo, aisle after aisle of healthy tools that you'll use to help keep yourself healthy. We have a lot on our plate to to share with you today, including science-based nutrition. We have some special guests talking about what has recently been presented in Munich at a vascular thinking heart health conference. We'll talk with our good friends at Wakanaga about aged garlic. We'll also talk about Ester C, all that and more with America's wellness. Dr. Jean Winnicker, MD, joining us as well right here on Healthy Talk Radio. Now, the news and views about the news you won't hear anywhere else. The Healthy Talk Radio News Digest. And because our mission is to present to you that healthcare news and views from credible sources that you won't hear anywhere else, America's Wellness Dr. Julian Whitaker, MD, joins us. Dr. Whitaker, hello and welcome. Hello, Deborah. So nice to be with you, as always, and particularly in this hubbub of the uh, Natural Products Expo. Now, all that noise that folks are listening to comes from all these people coming around gathering information on how to take care of themselves with natural products. This is the place to be. And part of that buzz comes from the 580 studies all about aged garlic that so many of us have used for many years in terms of optimizing our health. And we are delighted and honored to have the Director of Sales of Wakanaga of America, Aged Garlic Kyolic. Jay Levy join us today. Jay, hello and welcome. Thank you, Deborah. It's a pleasure for you guys to have me on the show. Oh, nice having you. You guys do good work. You guys make good products, and they make people better. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, we're committed to uh, putting money into research. And uh, I know that. The founder of the company, his philosophy was if you put money into research instead of putting it all into marketing, that someday people will, will realize uh, that the truth uh, has finally come out, and they'll seek you out. Mm-hmm. So an international honor, just recently, Jay, you all presented in Munich, an international conference. Give us an overview, please. Yeah, you know, Deborah, the, the, the most exciting thing to me about the, the, the cardiovascular conference in Munich was that uh, there were companies there. It was sponsored by Merck, Bayer, uh, Sanofi, all these giant giant pharmaceutical companies. And then there's Wakanag of America. And this was the first time at this uh, vascular conference that a natural medicine had ever even been presented there. So we were, we were real proud about that. And what, be. what I'm most proud about is, you know, not, not what it does just for aged garlic extract, but what it does for the whole industry, just bringing credibility to the industry. Cause, you know, I still feel that's one thing that, that our industry needs. We've got a lot of great products, a lot of good people. We just need more, more research. So take us back to several years ago, Dr. Matthew Budoff. Um, uh, interventional cardiologist there in the, the Southern California area, uh, decided to take a look at statins versus aged garlic when it came to people's heart health. Yeah. You know, everybody in the study, and it was a small pilot study, the one you're talking about a couple of years ago, everybody was already a high-risk cardiovascular patient. They had all already had heart attacks. And as you know, once you've had a heart attack, the chances of having another are greatly increased. All these people were, were, were on statin aspirin therapy. They were all part of the, uh, the so-called Healthy American Heart Health Association diet, uh, which, which, of course, there's, uh, there's some conflicting information there. 
but anyway, uh, what, what they did is they did a double-blind placebo-controlled study. Half the patients, everybody was on statin and aspirin. Half the people took Kyolic, half the people didn't. So, it, like I said, a small pilot study. And what they found was that, you know, I, I didn't realize this, but it's very difficult to stop coronary calcification. You can slow the progression, but it's very difficult to stop it. And what they found is the people that were taking Kyolic aged garlic extract had a 60% decrease in calcified in, the, in their progression of coronary calcification. So that was real exciting for us. Granted, it was still a, a small pilot study, and his whole, whole reason for doing that is to, to once again progress to a larger study, and then then to do, you know get get a grant from from the NIH to do a much larger study. Now, this was a pilot study. Was it compared to other drug uh, therapies at the time? Uh, well, once again, everybody in the in the study was, was on taking, the taking statin, but they were taking statins Stat- and aspirin also. The statins didn't oh, progress yeah. the plaque. The garlic did. In fact, Dr. Mm-hmm. Boothoff tells the story that he was a little skeptical. I mean, he had read the research, was obviously impressed, but didn't think it would stand up to pharmaceutical and came back. In fact, he wrote a book, yes, Jay. Wrote a book about it. Yep, yep. You, you know, Deborah. and once again, I think, you, you know, Dr. Whitaker is, 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 you know, doing everything he can to, to get doctors to, to, to listen to him. And, and what I find is, you know, half the medical doctors out there are interested in, in, in alternative medicine, half of them maybe aren't. But there are, there are a lot of doctors that are very interested in this. Well, I think one of the problems you have, and this is off the subject of garlic, even if physicians are interested, it's not a um, comfortable environment for physicians to be active in this. Uh, third-party payers, Medicare will reduce funds. Uh, they will, um, uh, uh, you know, insurance companies won't pay you 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 take the notice of peer review organizations, the state medical boards get involved. So even when physicians have an interest, uh, the current climate uh, kind of um, prevents them from actually acting upon that interest in the way that they probably would if there were not those, these kinds of threats. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if we take a look at, Jay, at what was presented at um, um, uh, this Munich International uh, uh, Congress, I uh, understand that Dr. Uh, Norbert Weiss was there. Yes, yes, yeah. He was actually one of the chairs of the conference. Was he? So that was, that was uh, part of the reason that we were, we were invited there. And Weiss has done some research out, out of his uh, clinic at the University of Munich on uh, endothelial function and aged garlic extract, some, some incredible results there. Just, you know, as you've always said, you know, inflammation is really the beginning of, of disease, and, and that's so true, you know. Uh, so uh, what, what the question that I asked everybody is, you know, why is this the first time that a natural medicine has been presented there? And, and, and the overwhelming response that I got from the doctors there were, is, well, we've finally seen some research from, from some products in your industry, and that was basically why we got invited there. But, um, you know, Wakanaga has been instrumental um, behind many World Congress uh, on the science behind aged garlic with academicians worldwide weighing in, Jay. Yeah, you, you know, Deborah. once again, uh, we're, 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 we're committed to spending money on, on research. Our, our research budget is actually larger than our marketing budget, and I bet there's not a company in this building that, that could say that. You got I'm, that right. I'm sure there's yeah. not. I'm sure there's not. And, and you know... Uh, 
Dr. Whitaker mentioned Charlie Fox, what my friend Charlie Fox says. He says, regardless of what people say in a brochure, regardless of what you sell in your bottle, what happens most is once you take the product, what it does. Mm -hmm. And we've got, like you mentioned earlier, 580 peer-reviewed published papers on the efficacy of the product. I mean, and that's, that's pretty powerful. But I tell you what, what, what's, what's a little bit discouraging is we still have a long ways to go also. You know, we're, we're still just scratching the surface on, on what aged garlic extract can actually do. So as our good friend, Dr. John Abramson from Harvard, author of Overdosed America, uh, Dr. Whitaker has told us, uh, in fact, uh, told the world, because uh, he published this in, in January in the British right. Medical Journal Lancet, that the science was lacking for women, for people over the age of 60, for men of low risk to take the statin drugs. And Absolutely. yet we hear Dr. Budoff uh, saying, gee, I-, I was bowled over that you know here we should have focus because of this science on the use of this science-based orthomolecular intervention in terms of improving heart health. With, with aged garlic? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Well, we make this presumption that there's not science in the nutritional area right. and that there is science in the pharmaceutical area, and that's not true. Uh, aged garlic probably has the most scientific studies available. But I take a, I look at a substance like coenzyme Q10. It's loaded with science. I look at substances like uh, ribose, loaded with science. I look at supplements like nitro, like uh, arginine and nitric oxide. You know, there's a lot of science, but the reality is, simply having good science does not convince physicians. And it, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier that uh, physicians do have impediments to implementing that. I mean, you go into a hospital now, you can't get any nutritional supplement at all. It's worse in hospitals now than it was in the early 70s when I was a resident. When I was a resident in hospitals, uh, and I was in a surgical residency at the time, um, I had read that vitamin E would help with wound healing and prevent new, uh, would prevent uh, pulmonary embolus. So I gave everybody vitamin E. I read that zinc and Barocca C available in hospitals would help with wound healing. I wrote that out. I wrote that out in post-op orders, and it was routine. And I wasn't pushing, uh, I wasn't carrying a banner. Um, And I noticed then, because I saw these orders seven or eight years later when I became more nutritionally oriented, that I was doing that, and it was surprising me. But I also noticed no other physician did that at the time, and today you could not do it. They would not allow you to give intravenous magnesium to patients with cardiovascular disease. They wouldn't allow you to do these things now that I did then, and they were available. So it's not just a lack of science in terms of physicians not implementing natural therapies. There are barriers that continue to get kind of larger rather than smaller. Back with more of Jay Levy joining us today, the latest research about aged garlic from Wakanaga of America, right here on Healthy Talk Radio. Bringing you everything that's new and trendy in the natural product industry. Here's Deborah Ray and America's wellness doctor, Julian Whitaker, MD, with more Healthy Talk Radio. With a very special guest joining us today, because we're talking about more of science-based nutrient supplementation. 
the Director of Sales at Wakanaga of America, Jay Levy, joins us today. We're talking about the increasing amount of science behind aged garlic. As we indicated, over some 580 studies, a recent invitation and presentation before an international congress on vascular heart health being held in Munich. And we were talking about some of these factors, Dr. Whitaker, things like the function of the 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 health of the lining of the artery. Yeah, endothelial, the endothelial cells. Right, yes. And, and, and also it's the endothelial cells. What was the other thing we were talking platelet about? Platelet aggregation. The platelet aggregation. Well, you know, as, as you know, or as many people may not know, uh, the whole theory of um, atherosclerosis was, uh, was to have an original damage to the endothelial cell. Right. And I thought that was a physical damage. But it has since been turned, it has since been found to be a reduction in nitric oxide at the endothelial lining. And that opens the door for peripheral vascular disease and cholesterol consumption, uh, uh, deposition. So I think the aged garlic addresses and maintains the health of the endothelial cell lining. As a matter of fact, the individuals who isolated nitric oxide which was before they knew that the uh, substance was nitric oxide, they called it endothelial cell relaxing factor. Uh, then he isolated and got a Nobel Prize for that. But it really didn't advance the practice of medicine, which it should have, because you can give arginine or you can give aged garlic, and you can increase this nitric oxide at the endothelial cell lining, and that will reduce the initial injury, which starts the process of atherosclerosis. And you just opened your research paper. Yeah, so. this, is, this is actually exactly what you just mm-hmm. said. By increasing nitric oxide, you, you can, you know, keep damage from happening to arterial lining. And so the aged garlic enhances nitric oxide production by the endothelial cell lining. Correct. Yeah. And... You know, nitric oxide uh, enhancement is unique. One way would be arginine, which is converted to nitric oxide in citrulline. So there's just a one-step metabolic reaction that you take the essential amino acid arginine, and then it goes into nitric oxide in citrulline. And, in fact, the uh, drug Viagra is a, uh, a drug which blocks the enzyme that breaks down nitric oxide. So... Uh, you can have the uh, erectile dysfunction benefits either from Viagra by blocking the enzyme that, that reduces nitric oxide or by giving arginine, which increases nitric oxide. But um, to keep the, uh, the nitric oxide at a high level, I found and studies have shown that a lot of things increase nitric oxide that are beneficial. For instance, we were talking about EECP. That enhances nitric oxide. Uh, we were talking about uh, aged garlic. That enhances nitric oxide. Anytime you can do something that will enhance nitric oxide, you're going to protect the endothelial cell lining, and you're going to prevent atherosclerosis, and you're going to improve health and longevity and well-being. Yes, sir. So knowing that many of us uh, perhaps have a confusion, uh, Jay, about hardening the arteries, because we really don't ever die of hardening the arteries. We die of that culminating event, the clot, the platelets coming together. Uh, aged garlic's ability to affect platelet aggregation. Yep. What did the study yep. show? Yep. Well, uh, platelet aggregation and adhesion, if you can keep them from being too sticky, essentially, right. keep, keep everything smooth, keep right. it flowing, then that's that's the key to health. And I, I think that's one of the real key factors here. 
But many people trying to do that, Dr. Whitaker, um, take a look at the risk with, uh, for example, the pharmaceuticals designed to thin the blood mm-hmm. versus the benefit. And you and I have spoken that, um, I mean, some of the, the underlying uh, factors to actually, um, well, for example, uh, Coumadin, vitamin K deficiency actually accelerating makes aged garlic, I mean, a science-based alternative. Well, to keep the blood thin, I generally steer away from um, the uh, pharmaceutical methods of doing that because there's so many safe ways of doing that. Aged garlic would be one. Fish oil would be one. Vitamin C would be one. Pycnogenol, as we've talked about, prevents the the clotting. Uh, Exercise helps. Uh, Just increasing uh, uh, your uh, hydration helps. There's so many ways to enhance and prevent, you know, platelet aggregation without pharmaceutical that you can do this and accomplish this in a superior manner without the risk of the pharmaceutical. I don't know of a single pharmaceutical that has a significant um, action in the body and is not loaded with two or three pages of risk factors. Uh, And it's always easier to do it the natural way because, number one, you get... The, the problem with the natural uh, uh, therapies and approaches is that it enhances health in other areas that you're not even looking at. Side benefits. So let's put this into some, some practice, Jay. How do people find aged garlic? How much do they take to represent what we're finding in the clinical studies? Do you take other agents with the aged garlic, with kyolic? No, no that's, a, that's a great great question, Deborah. In the in the Dr. Budoff's study at UCLA Harborview, he actually used our Formula 108, which is a commercially available product. And I think this is very important because a lot of times in research, the, the, the product that was used on the research patients is not the commercially available product. Well, in this, in this case, uh, the, the, the product that was used in the study, you can go to your local health food store and ask for Kyolic 108. It's eight, 300 milligrams of aged garlic extract, uh, B6, B12, and folic acid. And they use the exact dosage, four capsules a day, that, that anybody... In, in the United States can go to their local health food store and take, which, once again, I, I think is very important and very useful information. Just go to your local health food store and ask for Kyolic Age Garlic Extract Formula 108. And it also addresses homocysteine, which we've had the likes of Dr. Kilmer McCulley, uh, Dr. Whitaker, talk about how homocysteine is also a risk factor for heart disease, Jay. Yeah, you know, Deborah, it, it's one of those things we've talked about before. Cholesterol is just pounded into the public's head, and, and the fact of the matter is 50% of people that die of heart attacks have normal cholesterol levels. I mean, that's a fact. It, 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 it's like with, with the statins. Only 30% of people that are using them get any benefits at all. And, and you know, uh, essentially all of them get, get side effects from it. it to me, well, it's just a little more common sense. Actually, it's not 30% of the people that get benefit. That's not accurate. What they said was there's a 30% reduction. Now, that 30% reduction means that 100 people taking it would have maybe two heart attacks, and 100 people take, not taking it would have three heart attacks. So that's a 30% reduction. Well, that means 100 people have to take it to have only one or two have any benefit. So one or two is not 30% of the people taking it. That's right. And that is the, the kind of the party line of how uh, people are more or less duped into uh, looking upon these statistics is just one out of three gets benefit. That's not true. It's maybe one out of a hundred. 
Well, well, I think what, what can come from this, too, is it, it, it's, it's a fact that people that are shopping in health food stores and looking for alternative medicine, they're also going to their doctors. They're also on medications. And what's nice with aged garlic extract is we, we've got contraindication studies. All these patients were on statins. All these pa- patients were on aspirins. And there were no side effects from adding Kyolic aged garlic extract to, to their regime. So, so to me, it's a no-brainer. You're going to get better results just by adding this aged garlic extract to what you're already taking with no side effects. So I, I know they can find the, 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 the formulas in their local health food stores. Is there a, an 800 number, a website where they could find more information yeah, as well? You, you can call 1-800-421-2998. Samples information. You can ask about any of the research. Or you can go to our website, www.kyolic.com. Dot com, that's K-Y-O-L-I-C dot com. And what I want to say to people, I, I know so many times people hear this and they say, oh, I, 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 I think I need that, but then they never take action to go to the store and do it. Now's the time to do it. There's no better time right now in your life to get on some kind of, uh, of supplementation program. There, there, there's, there's no negative to it. It's all positive. So, so go now and do it. And the formula again that they'll find in their health food store? Formula 108. It's, it's uh, B6, B12. Uh, folic acid and kyolic aged garlic extract. Congratulations. Thanks for joining us Thanks today. Thanks for joining Jim. us. Thank you, you for having me work, on the show. Sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Coming back, we're going to be talking more about vitamin C research. Julian Whitaker, MD, joining us today. We're broadcasting today live from the Natural Products East Expo. Remember, you can hear us further at HealthyTalkRadio.com. I'm Deborah Ray, broadcasting live from what's going on here at the Natural Products East Expo here in Baltimore. The information on Healthy Talk Radio may not represent the views of this network, this radio station, or its sponsors, but it might just be good for your health. Now, here's Julian Whitaker, MD, America's wellness doctor, and Deborah Ray, America's first lady of health. With one of our consistent topics here, and that is science-based clinical nutrition, the eloquent science of orthomolecular nutrition that brings a very special guest to uh, join America's wellness doctor, Julian Whitaker, MD, and me here today to talk about a nutrient. In fact, we've talked recently about the research indicating that maybe it's more than just a vitamin because it is so essential. Joining us today, a noted expert in that arena, a Ph.D. in nutritional biochemistry. She joins us today with his, her hat on as manager of nutrition research for American Health to talk about Ester C. She's Dr. Angelica Rablick, uh, joining Dr. Whitaker and me here today. And Angelica, hello and welcome. Thank you for having me today. You're so welcome. Talk to us about vitamin C. Well, I am so excited to be here today because there's some very, very new research on vitamin C that is uh, telling us something that we knew all along. Vitamin C is actually stored in the adrenal glands in the body. Mm-hmm. These are the glands above, above the uh, kidneys. And during times of stress, the vitamin C is actually excreted from our adrenal glands, almost like a hormone would be excreted during times of stress. Interesting. And this was a study done in humans, correct? Yes. This study was actually done at the National Institutes of Health and the National Institute of uh, Digestive Diseases and Kidney Diseases in, uh, in Washington, D.C. And uh, it's really the very first study that has ever shown anything like this and there's been a lot of discussion in in the literature and and in the popular literature about vitamin c and stress but nothing like this had ever been demonstrated in humans let me ask you some questions here do animals uh, actually secrete vitamin c from the adrenal gland or have you 
have any indication that they do or they don't? Well, that research has not been done. There is uh, some uh, older research on, on animals, but it certainly was not uh, like uh, this research in humans. Okay. The reason I ask is that most animals, except for human beings and fruit-eating bat, they manufacture substantial amounts of vitamin C in their liver. In other words, if we were to be manufacturing vitamin C in our liver comparable to the goats, the cows, and the sheep that they manufacture per body weight, our manufacturing would be about five to 6,000 milligrams a day, five to six grams. And my understanding was that when animals are under stress, they simply churn out more from the liver. Hence my question if there have been uh, some of the storage in the adrenal glands being churned out, because they have an additional mechanism to increase their blood level of vitamin C. Well, that's interesting. Uh, in, in this study, they did talk about some animal studies, uh, but none of them were as, as uh, strenuous as this study where they actually were uh, putting catheters into veins and sure. measuring, and measuring in humans. Yeah. But one of the things that we talk about on a regular basis here, uh, Angelica, is the fact that Dr. Jeffrey Blumberg from Tufts has indicated that the, the research in clinical nutrition and science-based orthomolecular supplementation doubles every year. And the fact that we've known about vitamin C for any number of decades, and now we're finding new mechanisms of action. That's intriguing, Angelica. It, it certainly is. And, and it just goes to show that uh, not everything is known about uh, vitamins, especially vitamin C, and that uh, as, as research continues and expands, we get new methods that allow for this type of research to take place. Now, there was a, we reported this uh, just a few days ago. There was a study at the Clayton... Um, Clayton University. Clayton University. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was the uh, co- compilation of the 300,000. It might have been the Cochrane. Yes, the Cochrane Review out of University of Michigan. A yes, Cochrane I, Review. Yeah. They reviewed something like 300,000 plus uh, clinical trials and other scientific literature on vitamin C in human beings and came to the conclusion that the, that the thrust of this huge body of evidence was that supplemental vitamin C is beneficial in a whole host of manner, in a whole host of, of mechanisms to where supplemental vitamin C would be the first thing that you would tell someone simply to enhance your health and prevent disease. Oh, you definitely. think that would be accurate? I believe so. And definitely uh, when it comes to vitamin C, say like uh, a product like Ester C that's been clinically shown to uh, be more bioavailable and to stay in the body for up to 24 hours, unlike regular ascorbic acid, uh, that's certainly something that uh, we want to look at. Now talk to me about Ester C. How does it stay in the body for so long? Well, Ester C is a patented uh, product, and it contains naturally occurring vitamin C metabolites. These naturally occurring vitamin C metabolites actually fool uh, the cells into absorbing more uh, Ester C than if it was just ascorbic acid itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, in clinical studies, we see that the uh, white blood cells will take up Ester C faster then they would absorb ascorbic acid, and it will stay in the white blood cells for up to 24 hours. Okay. Now, um, if it's staying in the cell, uh, kind of undamaged um, in yes. the cell, yes. is it doing benefit? Because my con- the reason I ask, 
my concept of vitamin C, particularly as an antioxidant, is that it interacts with a free radical. It interacts with a with a with a molecule that has an extra electron. Right. Takes on that extra electron, and in the process, the vitamin C is destroyed. Uh, but it's done its job because it's it's absorbed the uh, free radical or the extra electron, neutralized it, and then it by the chemical requirement in the nature, it has to go out. If extra C it stays in the bloodstream longer, uh, that's a benefit, but what is the benefit of it being in the in the bloodstream and in the cells for, for a longer period of time? Well, it, it has more time to work. Uh, the, the white blood cells, uh, what they do is they go around and, and find bacteria and things, and they actually kill them with uh, this reactive oxygen species right. uh, process. And, of course, in order for uh, those, those enzymes to be recycled and ready to work again, they need the vitamin C to uh, provide the antioxidant protection. Okay. And, therefore, it, uh, the extra C staying in the cell longer provides that recycling of the vitamin C. Exactly. And, of course, extra C also is more bioavailable, so the cells can be loaded with more vitamin C. Mm-hmm. So just recently, um, uh, Angelica, with um, I believe it was Arizona State University, one of the researchers there taking a look at Americans and vitamin C intake, proclaiming that the vast majority of Americans got all their vitamin C from their morning orange juice. Oh, my tells goodness. me we have a lot of Americans who could better their health by more vitamin C, your input. Yes, definitely. And, and again, regular ascorbic acid that you would find in foods and you would find in, in some supplements uh, is, is uh, very acidic. Uh, it can, uh, people can get upset stomachs from having a lot of it in their diet. And, of course, uh, they may not have, they may not use it because of this. Uh, a product like Ester C, which is non-acidic, uh, does not upset the stomach. And so uh, when one wants to take more, of course, you can take more. And more importantly, you want to divide those doses. You don't just want to take it in the morning and be done with it. You want to divide your doses throughout the day, and no one wants their stomach to be upset. But address the um, statement that Americans could get their vitamin C requirement from orange juice. <laughs> well, that's... That depends on your opinion. Angelica, I take 14,000 milligrams of vitamin C every day. The recommended (laughs) daily allowance of vitamin C that will keep you from dying of scurvy, well, yes, you can get that in your morning orange juice. But is that the optimal amount of vitamin C that we need for healthy function? No, I believe that we need quite a bit more in our uh, daily intake, especially to address our immune health issues. Right. See, there's a... Amount of vitamin C that would prevent scurvy, you could get that sure. with a daily glass of orange juice. That's what they, that's why the, uh, British seamen are called limeys. They put yes. limes on yes. board. They didn't know why, right. but lime prevented scurvy and it cut the death rate from 50% to 5% or whatever. Yes. And they were called limeys. Then they didn't find the, the actual molecule of vitamin C until the 1930s. Yes. And now it's since George won a Nobel Prize for that. That's right. But, Now, uh, the vitamin C that would be optimal, and this is what intrigued Linus Pauling, was that as you go up the scale of vitamin C, what you find are physiological changes that could be described and looked upon as beneficial. Increased vitamin C uh, absorption in the white blood cell, uh, increased immunoglobulin production, uh, increased white blood cell motility, all these kinds of things with no toxicity. Zero. And so... 
if we were to look at the optimal level of vitamin C, the um, best way to gauge that would be, okay, what is the level of vitamin C manufactured by mammals that manufacture their own vitamin C? Let's use that as a marker because we don't make vitamin C and our diet is lessened in vitamin C from what it was when we were aborigines. So by saying that 100 milligrams would be the recommended daily allowance is nonsense. The recommended daily allowance, if you looked at goats and cows and sheep, would be about four to six grams a day on an optimal, on, as an optimal intake. What do you think? I agree with that. And I've been in situations, uh, last year I had some uh, uh, surgery on my gums, and the first thing that the, the dentist says, uh, you need to take at least two to 3,000 milligrams him. of yeah. vitamin C a day. And I said, well, I don't want to get a stomach ache, so I'm going to take C. And maybe your next patient, you might want to tell them about C too, because they're not going to take that much vitamin C if they're going to get an upset stomach. But what we are reading these days, and uh, Dr. Whitaker and I alluded to it off the air, Angelica, is that we um, have the acquaintance of a cardiologist who is also an attorney uh, turned author. Two very important books, one, Curing the Incurable. Dr. Tom Levy talks yeah, Tom about right. every single disease. Uh, infectious process, viral process that can be addressed by vaccines is addressed in the medical literature using vitamin C. Yes. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of research on vitamin C, but there's still so much that we don't know. And his latest book talks about how vitamin C deficiency linked to heart disease, Dr. Yeah. Whitaker. Yeah, he makes a very, very good case as to reduction of vitamin C causing the matrix in the connective tissue within the artery yes. to become loose and therefore allow the cholesterol to come in, uh, you know, in a variety of other mechanisms that low levels of vitamin C of ascorbic acid in the system is uh, leading to these arterial uh, problems. So it's a very um, provocative book and very well referenced. I think I wrote the introduction to his first book, the uh, uh the curing the incurable, uh, and I think it contained 5,000 references, and then I think the uh, one on heart disease alone contained something like 2,100 references. So it's a very well referenced um, and annotated uh, uh, document on the value and the power of vitamin C to both treat and prevent some of these diseases. Well, that's very interesting. I just read a study that came out in the uh, journal of this month's Journal of Nutrition. It's a okay. review, and we know that, that mice and rats make their own uh, vitamin C, but right. there are now some uh, genetically engineered mice that are missing the enzyme really? to make vitamin C. And this is what is interesting. So, uh, okay, what happens? Well, um, the babies uh, never... Uh, develop and if they do develop, they have kidney problems and they have some eye problems, which at this point we don't really know what vitamin C's role is, but it's there. And if an adult is made uh, deficient in vitamin C, they get heart disease mm -hmm. and their blood vessels, especially their large blood vessels like their aorta, uh, become very soft and very disorganized uh, because of this uh, lack of collagen from a vitamin C deficiency. So it's very interesting that we now are having some of these diseases modeled in animals that have oh, been engineered to yeah. be vitamin C deficient. We, you know, there's some early studies on that in using hamsters. Mm -hmm. uh, this was done back, I think, in the 50s. 
where they uh, titrated the amount of vitamin C given to the hamsters and actually were able to precipitate uh, uh, atherosclerosis at the lower level of the vitamin C intake and showing in the, uh, in the specimens that, and you, this is something you couldn't do with rats or other animals right. because they make vitamin C. Right. And um, so vitamin C is just this, the incredible thing about vitamin C is that human beings don't make it, a fruit-eating bat doesn't make right. it, monkeys don't, and a hamster. Yes. All other living organisms, vegetable, animal, or fish, make ascorbic acid. So we human beings are exceptionally unique, almost deformed <laughs> metabolically, yes. Yes. you know, in our inability to make this very important substance. So we take a look at um, that unfolding revelation, Angelica, of diseases of oxidative stress, more allergies, more asthma, more heart disease. Uh, talk with us about uh, vitamin C role because, as you mentioned, diseases of the eye, uh, diseases of the kidney, you see less vitamin C and people more susceptible to these type of conditions. Yes. Uh, as, as par- in speaking about the eyes, uh, there's some very good uh, research on macular degeneration uh, mm-hmm. in populations and uh, populations that were eating uh, very few antioxidants being much, much more susceptible to macular degeneration uh, than those that are eating their fruits and vegetables. Hold that thought. We're going to pick it up when we return. Dr. Angelica Vrablick joining us today. The latest vitamin C research right here on behalf of American Health. Just back from a quick tour of the Inner Harbor. And isn't Baltimore lovely this time of year? Here's more Healthy Talk Radio live from Expo East with Deborah Ray and Dr. Whitaker. But the healthy food and healthy tools to help keep you healthy are even better right here at the Natural Products East Expo. And joining us today is a noted uh, uh, educator researcher in that arena, the manager of nutrition research for American Health, Dr. Angelica Vrablick, joining us today to talk about Ester C and some of the latest research, including one of those situations uh, of which I know, Dr. Whitaker, you've indicated so many people get concerned when their health of their eyes is effective. And you were talking about vitamin C and age-related macular degeneration, Angelica. Yeah, take that on. Age-related yes. macular degeneration and vitamin C. Yes. Well, there's some very good epidemiological studies uh, that show uh, populations that are not getting uh, their, uh, especially vitamins uh, C and E, are very, very susceptible and have much higher rates of macular degeneration than populations that eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. And, of course, there are actually some very good uh, studies that were done at the National Eye Institute on some supplemental formulas for macular degeneration, which certainly included uh, things like vitamin C and vitamin E and vitamin A. So this time of the year, whether it's colds and flu, viral infections, keeping our eyes healthy, helping to, uh, to minimize our risk of heart disease, where do we start with a product like Ester C, Angelica? Well, we certainly, uh, Ester C is a, is a good one to start with because we have many forms. We have chewables, we have tablets, we have capsules, we have powders, we have liquid. Anything that you're looking for uh, in a vitamin C formula, Ester C, which is non-acidic, patented, and has 20 years of clinical research behind it, is available for you at your favorite natural health food store or in your favorite mass market store. 
And of so course, it's widely, it's all over the country, is that correct? That's correct. Mm-hmm. And of course, with NIH, uh, Dr. Mark Levine's work looking to look at vitamin C and cancer, we're likely mm-hmm. to hear more research uh, than ever about vitamin C. As if we don't have enough. <laughs> right. Although I agree with some of the recent comments in the medical literature that perhaps it's more than just a, a vitamin because vitamin C is such an essential overall nutrient to well, our health, Angelica. Yes, and again, in, in this most recent study where it has actually been shown to be excreted in human adrenal glands during times of stress, uh, that's like a hormone, not necessarily just a vitamin. Absolutely. So we're going to send people to a website to find out more, uh, AmericanHealthUS.com, AmericanHealth.US.com. If you're not webified, there's a phone number, one 646 8576-866-646-8576. You always bring us a wealth of science-based clinical nutritional research, Angelica. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Dr. Angelica Vrablick joining us today. Our thanks to her, our thanks to you, our thanks to America's Wellness Doctor who joined us as well. Remember, if you missed anything, HealthyTalkRadio.com. The show archived there for two weeks. HealthyTalkRadio.com. I'm Deborah Ray reminding you, live long, stay healthy.